Hey, Troy. How are you good. doing? Good, 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 good. Cool. So, um, so good. Uh, you, uh, you just said you were just going to interview me on me, yeah? Yeah, whatever you want to talk about. Whatever you want to, if you want to philosophize, promote, whatever. That's doesn't matter to me. Okay, so that's great. So this is just going to go on your Twitter feed and your, and your um, you have a Tumblr account too, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really use it anymore. Um, oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, it's it's there. I occasionally reblog stuff. I have my own website, so um, I've moved it over to my own site, and uh, then I so I have my blog and my podcast are both host, hosted there. Okay, and your main focus is what? Just getting people healthy information on uh, yeah. Health and right now, like I'm that. on a bit of a health kick, um, or I have been on the show. It, especially inspired by my own experimentation, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of that lately. But it'll it'll the show itself will move and transform over time, you know, depending on my interests, really. But if I can help people cool. by bringing someone to the table that they need to hear, I think that's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So okay, um, I'm recording now. That's okay. Sure, great. Yeah, that way, um, in case we say something super cool, it'll get out there. <laughs> great. So awesome. So this is Doc Fermento discovers the world, episode twenty, and today we have uh, Troy Casey, the certified health nut, and uh, well, let's find out why. Troy, <laughs> how's it going, man? Uh, everything's going great. I'm out here in uh, California today, and it's uh, cold and windy, which is it. We maybe we have the same weather here. It's like 50 and windy, and it should be zero in the middle of February here. But yes, well, which brings up a very interesting topic. You know, I think environmentally, the world is shifting, changing. Um, in so many different ways, and you know, I, I hear a lot of people on the internet. They want to hear global warming isn't happening, and scientific proof for that, and this, that, and the other thing, and whatever uh, semantic, linguistic terminology people apply to it. Fact matter is, there's massive changes that are happening, and one can witness that easily uh, in the weather systems, um, whether it's colder or hotter where mm-hmm. they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a um, complicated issue looking at climate science, you know, the deniers and the scientists, and I've kind of, I kind of lean with the climate scientists and would tend to agree, you know, I don't think looking out my front door is the best indicator, but man, overall, something's going on. Yeah, I you know, I like to, you know... Species die-off, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton says we're in the, in the middle of the biggest uh, species extinction the face of the planet's ever seen. not approaching it, we're in the middle of it. And so, um, I think in the Amazon, they're losing about 107 species a day. <clears throat> and so, we haven't seen this type of die-off since, since the dinosaurs. And so, I like 
what the American uh, uh, Native American Indians called, you know, it's about respect and reverence for the earth itself, which is the mother earth, which is our sustenance. It's where we get our food, uh, our air, and our water from. These are the first principles of life. If we don't have those, then we don't have life on earth for ourselves. So uh, uh, I think it's a time to uh, start respecting uh, the natural elements uh, of life. Splitting hairs on is the environmentalist right, uh, you know, is, is most of the warming stuff politically and economically motivated uh, in the media. I would say yes, because everything's politically and economically motivated that you see in the media these days. So I think it really just comes down to respect and reverence uh, for the earth and for uh, everything the earth provides us for our own health and sustenance. Yeah, that's pretty great. Where did how where did you get to this level of thinking? How did this come about? Well, I had my own um, conscious awakening. I, uh, I I was younger. My parents were hippies, so I kind of had uh, different thinking or think different uh, straight out of the box. And I've actually worked with some American tribes that said the. Uh, um, there's a giant crystal underneath Alcatraz, and uh, you have seen everything from the free speech movement in Berkeley, uh, the Haight-Ashbury uh, love and peace flower child movement uh, in the 60s, all the way up to the IT revolution, and what we see coming out of Silicon Valley still to this day. So it's coming through that whole San Andreas, which is basically from the Silicon Valley out, out towards, out through Tomales Bay. So that whole area uh, has created a lot of uh, uh, different thinking. And uh, my parents were hippies. I was in Haight-Ashbury in the 60s. So I think a lot of that type of energy probably started from there. Um, and then my parents uh, uh, got into... Uh, um, little trouble with the law, and so uh, they, um, they country, and I lived on my own since I was about 14 years old, um, and then I got into uh, uh, modeling um, when I was in my early 20s, and that uh, uh, economically motivated me to look into health and nutrition, to look and feel my best, uh, to make money in front of a camera. So that was the beginning impetus, if you will, for uh, looking at nutrition and health. And I started uh, studying uh, internal purification, fasting, um, and that was about 22 years ago. And then uh, I had quite a bit of success in the fasting as a model, and I um, uh, lived the rock of our life. Uh, there for a little while. So I had, a, I had a rock star phase going on, traveling all over the world, and uh, there was plenty of uh, free drugs and alcohol in that scenario. And so uh, I got into partying pretty heavily. And, uh, I was able to balance some of it off of the health knowledge that I had. and uh, uh, But eventually I ended up uh, cleaning my life up from how to uh, drugs and alcohol and uh, heavy partying, and then I got into meditation, uh, which helped me get into the mental and emotional side of health, 
and then someone turned me on to um, uh, these Maori shamans, uh, and I've been working with them for the last 12 years. Um, so the meditation and working with indigenous healers uh, took me on the mental, emotional, and spiritual component uh, of health. And so the physical health started about 22 years ago with nutrition, herbs, internal purification, fasting, and then um, the rest of the trajectory continues to this hmm. day. And once, once I, I, I turned on to a certain level, uh, and then I started working in the Amazon, I started working with plant medicine in the rainforest, uh, and then I traveled to the rainforest, I had a huge uh, awakening there as well. And I realized that we're all connected. We're all connected to the earth, um, and we're all connected to each other. And it's really about time to, you know, start understanding that on a higher level. And, uh, you know, you know, love and, and, and gratitude and, and respect for each other uh, has a large component of, you know, where we're headed as a species. I also spent a lot of time uh, in the Mayan and Incan temples, uh, and I picked up a lot of information down there uh, as well about the transformation of consciousness that we are headed for, that every ancient scripture on the face of the planet has, ri has written about, which is the times that we're moving through right now, whether it's Mayan 2012 cosmology or Vedic, um, Bible has components of this as well, and so it's just a great time of awakening, and I believe that we've been gifted with, um, you know, uh, choices, and, uh, you know, we have free will, and we can create the world that we want to see, and if we want to see more death and destruction, which I really felt when I was in the Amazon, you could, I felt the Middle East more than anything else when I was in the Amazon. And um, so, so, yeah. Are you still there, Brian? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you. I'm, I'm all over it. I'm just trying to soak it all in. Because yeah, it's so for, far. you know, the things you're talking about are so super far removed from my life. Like, it, it's just not... It's it's not what I think about or contemplate on a daily basis because I have no one to talk about these type of things with, you know. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just the daily doldrums and, you know, fits of this and bouts of that and too much of this and too little of that. It's never, uh, you know, I'm not exactly walking around barefoot searching for answers, let me put it that way, you know. But um, I love the this um, Amazon perspective because um, I could imagine being there would would cause you know the raise your awareness because that's like the heart of it of the it's like the you know the lungs of the planet so I'm sure there's a lot a lot to be said for that being there well absolutely I mean it's the heart of the mother and so um, you know and you're surrounded by nature and you realize very quickly that you're not the top of the food chain down there. And so uh, you get very in tune with your own mortality and um, with, you know, the earth in general. I think we can walk around in the cities and get in our vehicle and walk on cement sidewalks and, you know, 
there's no mosquitoes in, you know, Los yeah. Angeles where I live, and, you know, there, there's no animals walking around. Mm-hmm. So, so you can feel a little bit far removed from nature, but when you're in the middle of the Amazon, uh, you, you, you're surrounded by it, you're engulfed by it. And not to mention, I was doing very powerful plant medicine with the shamans down there, and that gets you very in tune with uh, the natural world and the nature spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking ayahuasca uh, with, with the tribes down there uh, is a mind-blowing experience. It's very heart-opening. And, and during that heart-opening, I could just feel the plight of the people in the Middle East and, you know, for God's sake, what are we uh, as a people against our other brothers and sisters for basic resources. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I mean, I enjoy my lifestyle in the modern world, being able to fly to different countries and getting in my vehicle and traveling or going camping for the weekend or, or going to a job that I need to go through. I experience benefits of that, getting food transported to my house. I experience mm-hmm. benefits of the modern world. However, I mean... I believe it's time to rethink what we're doing on this planet. It's time mm-hmm. to say, is, is this the hype of human civilization that is basically <laughs> told to us in, in our history books or mm-hmm. in school? Or, you know, have the Mayan, Egyptian, and Incans all attained a certain level of um, uh, civilization as well that's not really expounded upon in our history books? And so we have to start asking our, ourselves these questions. You know, if they've built these temples in these faraway lands, and they're still unexplainable to this day, meaning no technology on the face of the planet could have lifted those stones, then what other kind of technology is available to us? Levitation, mm-hmm. or can we move 120-ton stones you know, without the current uh, modern-day uh, equipment that we have? And if so, how? And if, if they use levitation or if they use other forms of energy, then uh, can we also access that? Because whether you look at peak oil or uh, the pollution element of petrochemicals into the environment, the Gulf spill, we have to ask ourselves, uh, what's beyond oil? Um, you know, we can use the power of sun, and the government's not uh, subsidizing solar. Um, you know, however, you know, what is the next step for us? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe solar I mean, is totally usable, and so, uh, but it's not subsidized. So it's challenging to um, solar technology up to where it becomes mainstream. However, I believe in putting this information out into the human, into the dialogue, uh, uh, the human dialogue, because thought creates reality, and thoughts hmm. turn into words, mm-hmm. turn into actions, mm-hmm. which end up creating our reality. For example, I give a perfect example for people that don't believe that thoughts create reality, is, you know, look at the Wright brothers. They believed they could fly. The lunatics were the ones that thought they could go to the moon. And so um, we, have to, we have to start thinking differently, thinking outside of the box uh, of the current paradigm that we're in. And as Americans, we have food on the table. A lot of people are losing their houses, yes, uh, and this housing crunch has affected Americans, but for the most part, we're not living in Iraq. We're not mm-hmm. living in the Sudan. We're not living in Darfur. Mm-hmm. We're not living in the Ivory Coast where our corporations have basically uh, given toxic waste to 
uh, a government official over there, and then uh, a bunch of money they gave to that government official, and then when they get voted out, they have enough money to create, uh, uh, you know, uh, a revolutionary war over there. And this hmm. is what most people don't understand, that a lot of the coup d'etats and a lot of the smaller wars that happen in Libya and, and are really about natural resources. Mm-hmm. And so, and so uh, even though the American soil uh, doesn't have that warfare on it now, per se, um, you know, the Earth, because of the Internet, you know, we're all globally connected now. And so um, uh, I just think it's time to rise up before, you know, we all have Gulf spills in our backyards or we mm-hmm. all have war-torn lands like Afghanistan in, in, in Iraq. We yep. have to ask ourselves if, if, if that's what we want. If that's not what we want, then we have to start thinking mm-hmm. differently and we have to start acting differently and we have to ta- start talking with our brothers and sisters about new systems. There's two things that I believe that, that need to happen on this planet, Brian, and that's the systems need to change and human consciousness needs to elevate to create the new systems and support the new systems. Hmm. So that's politically, geo, you know, geopolitically, mm-hmm. economically, environmentally, um, um, you know, the whole farming system, education system, medical industry, the, the you know, some, some people call it healthcare industry. It's, it's, a, it's a disease maintenance system is basically mm-hmm. what it is. And so all these systems that are currently running, we have to rethink. Um, the, the, the sick care industry is a trillion-dollar industry. And so, uh, and drugs aren't the answer. Right. Drugs and, and, and medical intervention, knives and, and, and drugs. But people, but, but many people think that that's like the backbone, one of the you know, pillars of our economy is the healthcare industry. That's the confounding thing that people think it's it's beneficial for us to have the healthcare industry. Well, I mean, they just have to ask themselves who's profiting from it. Because mm-hmm. if, if they don't have stock in a drug company, they're not profiting from it. And ultimately, if we're dealing with people that are propped up on drugs, living in convalescent hospitals, basically becoming... Um, an ATM machine for these insurance companies mm-hmm. and other medical services, what is it really serving um, the, the, the economy or the population, especially yeah. if yeah. a lot of those resources are usurped from uh, the taxes? So the taxes get paid, and then where does that money go to to help prop these people up? One of the things, you know, spiritually that, that or consciously that I look at is, Hey, look, we're all going to die, mm-hmm. at least in the physical realm of it, third-dimensional physical realm. We're all going to die. And what I see is a lot of people out there that are afraid to die or they're afraid to death. And so, therefore, they live a life uh, that is based in fear as opposed to a, a life worth living. Mm-hmm. And so I hear this argument having a health channel on, on YouTube, my certified health nut channel. I get all sorts of flack of, oh, you know, medical industry does this and, and, and medical industry does that. If it right. wasn't for this, these people would be dying and those people are dying. But death is a part of life. And mm-hmm. I don't think that a huge part of the population accepts that or even looks at that. And so, and not only that, but we don't even respect our elders. We put them, we put them in, these, in these, uh, these convalescent hospitals 
and we forget about them. Mm-hmm. And they're all built up on pharmaceutical drugs, and they go into psychotic episodes, and they pee their pants, and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. And so that's not really living, ultimately. In the past, we got our education from our elders. And so, mm-hmm. um, and now we're, we're not getting that, and there's not a lot of wisdom on the planet. What we get is a lot of television education, or mm-hmm. education that is set up to make you to make human beings be cogs in the wheels of corporations. You get put on a status uh, uh, a status um, uh, 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 totem pole if you become a doctor or a lawyer. Lawyers are doing you know basically most of the lawyers out there mm-hmm. are making white collar white collar crime legal. Sure. And then doctors are basically becoming drug pushers. So, and, and, and it's such a conditioning element that if you graduate at a certain level, and most people aren't thinking, uh, if you go into a physics department and say, I want to create free energy, they'll kick you out of school. If, if you go into uh, uh, you know, uh, medical class and say, you know, <clears throat> say uh, uh, let thy food be thy medicine, mm-hmm. and the Hippocratic Oath is yeah. harm. Hey, do you think it's in our highest and best interest to be uh, uh, giving people toxic drugs? Why don't we just use mm-hmm. food in, in the way that our ancestors did and the ancient wise man did? Mm-hmm. They kicked the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, so, you're really on to, I mean, you're all over it. You're on everything, but it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, this whole culture idea is something I at least think about a lot. I probably don't talk about or write about it enough, but I think it's crucial. I mean, like I've mentioned in the past, I had to discover on my own techniques my grandparents were using. So, for instance, I ferment foods. Well, right about the time I came around, my grandparents quit doing that. You know, but my grandparents had crocs in the basement and fermented foods and had they used to be sausage makers, and they would cure meats, and they did charcuterie and things. And I'm now 40, and just now finding all this out, you know, I, I miss that. But that's just like the food culture. And um, Well, yeah, go ahead. Bob. But it speaks to everything. You know, you were talking about the quality of life, you know, um, versus life extension through pharmaceuticals. But here's one I want to really back up and talk about right now is – You mentioned the word dialogue and words, and I'm kind of recently obsessed with this idea about the words and the spoken language and what value and importance they have, because what what we hear, what we say, really does become reality. This has been proven because in cultures that don't have words for the colors blue and green, as there's no distinction between the two. They can't see the difference in the colors blue and green because they don't have a word for it. Mm. So that, that's been proven. Even though those people can see the blue and green, they can't distinguish it because there's no word in their culture for blue and green. There's just one word. That means both. So it really can alter your perception. And so whatever you listen to, it really does create your reality. If you listen to Rush Limbaugh four hours a day or however long he's on, then that becomes your reality. His enemies become your enemies. You know? And yeah. this means a lot. It, it's so, uh, 
you know, for someone like you, I applaud you for for vocalizing, writing, blogging, and you know, you do a lot of audiovisual things, which is I, I really like because I think it's important. Yeah, I mean, look, if we if we don't get out there now and 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 say something, basically, we'll all be eating soylent green, and uh, it'll all be scientifically <laughs> validated, healthy healthy stuff. It'll be and, yeah, uh, certified organic and whatever whatever certifications they can make up, they'll put it right on there. Sure. Yeah, and so it, yeah, it's time to it's time to rise up. It's a great time of awakening. I believe that the internet uh, is a critical component of uh, the transformation of consciousness. I had uh, Chief Phil Lane Jr. was over uh, my house uh, uh, a couple couple months ago. We were filming a movie called Shift of the Ages, and uh, he is the holder of Crazy Horse's uh, 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 sacred peace pipe. And so it was was quite a powerful experience here. And in the interview, he said that it was prophesied long ago uh, that the spiritual web would be made manifest in the physical, and they believe that that is the Internet and the image. So, um, you know, I believe the Internet will be uh, uh, the deciding factor on, you know, transforming consciousness on this planet. And so, um, um, you know, the, the other point that Chief Lane made was uh, when we were talking about the indigenous wound and, and, you know, what happened with Native Americans and, you know, of course, um, you know, it's happened to people all around the world. And uh, you know, basically, he talked a lot about forgiveness, but he said that ultimately, we are all indigenous. We are all of the earth. And <laughs> so it's going to take tremendous uh, understanding of our personal responsibility uh, to transform this world. I think there was a lot of people duped into... Uh, I think there was a lot of people duped into... Um, thinking that Barack Obama was uh, <laughs> hopefully going to change everything. And the fact of the matter right. is he's three more wars, and he was really no different. People um, have no awareness of the political system and the powers that be and the reason that the government functions in the first place. There is not a single person in in political power in the United States that would possibly make a good president. Because there is no system in place to make a good president. The, all the incentives, there, there's nothing that favors a move in the political sphere towards you know, a positive change. So, yeah, I, getting behind the band, you know, Obama or anyone else, is, it's a myth that we're stuck in. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a possibility of maybe someone like Dennis Kucinich or, or Ron Paul doing something. However, you know, I think that what happens with, with people that are uh, going to make any kind of change the establishment doesn't like, you know, some situation like JFK will happen. And so, um, and I think Lincoln, I heard, was he was trying to uh, implement something else with the money um, you know, I, I'm not clear on all that, so I don't want to yeah, comment. That's fine. Much, but you know, JFK definitely got assassinated, and uh, um, but uh, the 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 fact of the matter is, is the thing to recognize 
is that the U.S. government or the presidency is uh, a very, it's not the top of the totem pole. The top of the totem pole are bankers and oil companies. And then just look at the whole Rockefeller family. Mm. They are actually oil men. They into banking. And so uh, these are really what runs the world from the top down. Once we understand that, then we can start making decisions you know, based on that. And what I recommend people do is really recognize where oil is at and what their old participation in oil is because we're getting goods and services delivered based on oil all the time. So the sooner you can get onto your bicycle or use your feet and, and walk and be a little bit more uh, 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 self-sustaining, mm-hmm. you know, just the conscious thought of that and or talking about it with your brothers and sisters starts working towards, uh, you know, moving us off oil and talking about free energy as well. Mm -hmm. So down from oil is the top-down industry, and then that money funnels into banking. uh, And then from there, uh, the top Fortune 500 companies uh, are bankers, oil, and then drugs. And then they're all intertwined with Time Warner, Sony, all these other media companies. Mm -hmm. And so... And if people aren't uh, understanding that the information that they're getting through the media uh, basically is shaping their thoughts, their conversations, uh, and then start, you know, finding their own information and start having their own conversations based on the status quo. You say your grandparents got out of, uh, you know, fermenting their foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look, let's look what when TV actually came in on the planet. The TV came in around the 50s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Francis Pottinger did a whole review on Pottinger's cats. And you can look up uh, their information on the uh, PricePottinger.com yep. uh, website. And so Francis Pottinger did research on commercial food on cats. And with, within four generations, the, the, the male cats went sterile. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening to... Uh, human beings right now, if you're looking at male infertility right now, it's through the roof. And so uh, um, we're dealing with the fourth generation of humans on commercial food, processed mm-hmm. food. And so a lot of where the processed foods and the, these uh, and the processed foods came in, refrigeration, I do believe, was the early 1900s. Uh, maybe the 20s or 30s, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have TV that starts advertising a lot of these commercial foods. And so uh, I think that was a major part of our decline. And it only takes within four generations to start seeing major problems. Mm-hmm. So what do we have now? 67% of the American people are obese or overweight. We have cancer, it's one in two, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all sorts of new diseases. And then we have diabetes, and type 2 diabetes is becoming commonplace. And so and type 2 diabetes is, is, is easily curable by, by uh, uh, diet and lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, diet and exercise, basically. Sure. However, there's just not a lot of information on what real food is there. I'm about to speak at the American Di- uh, Diabetes Association, and the whole premise, uh, I'll probably spend the majority of my time on defining food. What did they? What did they know who you are? Why did they invite you? <laughs> did they, seriously, did they know what they're in for? 
have a friend on the inside. So, okay. Yeah, she's doing she's doing PR, and so the other thing I have to do, Brian, is I also have to not just blow people out of the water. I have to get on their wavelengths because I want to take them with me. I don't want to alienate them. And in the past, you know, I have a tendency to alienate them because I do know some powerful information. However, if I can just empower a few people there, as opposed to just blowing them out of the water saying, look, the cure is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll yep. the opposite of what, you know, what, what got you sick. And so, and I will say elements of that. However, I've got to take them along on the journey to help them really understand and see this. Most people, in the, when, when I give a health talk or when I start talking to people out in, in, in public and stuff, most people think, you know, health, oh, i got to be some tree-hugging, vegetarian, mm-hmm. this, that, or the other thing. And nothing could be further from the truth because there's so many different metabolic types out there. And, and our ancestors, you know, mostly ate uh, meat and mm-hmm. what was available to, to, you know, harvest off the trees with nuts and seeds. And, and, and it's, you know, part of the big thing is, is, I'm sure, as you know, with your studies, you know, the grains have created so many problems. Yeah. And this has to do with modern agriculture and then what was advertised. I grew up in the, in, in the 80s with television and, you know, what was in the 80s? High carbohydrate, low fat diet. You know, you were given promoting grape nuts and, and you know, oatmeal and yeah. all this other stuff. And then it went from, you know, uh, low fat, you know, then to non fat and the Atkins. I mean, people are so confused, they don't even know yeah. what food is anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so most but, of the but time then we- then the problem is though we're so far removed from a from having a, a normal food culture that when someone does latch onto something that has worked for them they become zealots. So someone will have will have been sick, discover raw veganism, and scream about it and chastise meat eaters, and then you'll have paleo folks that you know, chastise the raw vegan as, you know, a weak, soft-willed, you know, failure. or And so people go too far to extremes. They're like, it's like religious extremism in the food world. Yes, I think I'm going to have to do a doctoral thesis on it. <laughs> it seems to be, a, you know, a major, major issue. You've got, uh, you've got, uh, most people find vegetarian and veganism like I did uh, when I was in Milan 20 years ago as a model. Uh, I was basically bloating. What I realize now, of course, later is I was probably gluten intolerant. Mm-hmm. I know I was mm-hmm. gluten intolerant. And so, uh, but what I, literature that I found, most of the health literature out there at the time was about some form of vegetarianism. And sure. when you clean up your diet, Let's face it, uh, and vegetarianism is a clean diet. When you clean up your diet, a lot of great changes can happen. However, within six months to a year, my health uh, started to decline. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the, I have the what, exact same story. Yep, my, I, I parallel that exactly. Well, and, and if you look at Paul Check, who I believe is the leading holistic teacher on the face of the planet, he says that it creates... Uh, uh, what is it, gluconeogenesis, which basically catabolizes uh, protein, release cortisol, uh, mm-hmm. because the body's stressed out because it doesn't have the nutrients. Uh, the, the cortisol, uh, 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 when it gets released, 
metabolizes protein to uh, 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 feed that protein to your brain. And that's like, that's exactly what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. I was getting so skinny and I was so wired out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so, uh, my blood sugar was completely out of balance. And, uh, but the dogma was great. I'm like, oh no, I'm healthy, man. And it was like, yeah, you know, then, my parents. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Somebody wanted to call the cops, man. I was all, you know, my had adrenal burn and my eyes were all sunken in. And, and <laughs> so I just had to wake up, you know. Indeed, yeah, waking up. Hmm. The transformation of consciousness. That's that's the awakening, I guess, huh? Yeah. The transformation of consciousness on this planet is a big uh do you, big component. Do you, I think do you prescribe to do so you mentioned the internet involved in this. Do you prescribe to the like the Ray Kurzweil idea of the um um the singularity where the the you know, the melding or the t- real tr- the real emergence of technology and you know biology. Do you follow that at all? Um, you cut out a little bit before you set up the, the premise of yeah, it, just but, the idea uh, of Ray Kurzweil and the singularity. Have you read much about him or that idea? No, I you know I studied a little bit of uh, Aubrey de Grey, and I I know some. And I went to one of their conferences one time. Um, that's the same type of thing, right? The, I'm not sure. Of biology and technology? Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, ultimately, you know, I believe that, you know, we all have telekinesis, uh, uh, teleportation. Um, you know, we can communicate through our minds to anything, anywhere in the universe, ultimately. Can we do that right now? Uh, can we learn how to do that? Sure, all the meditation masters and uh, avatars of the walk the planet have, and some of them got killed for uh, expound on that information. However, I believe that that's where we're headed. But these a lot of people that are into the science and, and, and giving the technology a lot of credit, is there is a spiritual component missing. Uh, I see a lot of the people that are into science on the Internet receiving a lot of my videos. Uh, most of them are atheists, and I, and I understand them because I was an atheist or thought I was an atheist at one time as well because religions are so out of control and out mm-hmm. of balance, mm-hmm. and you know, I, they're full of shit. And mm-hmm. I thought that since I was a child when some priest tried to you know, pick up on me. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, I always had disdain for religion. And so I understand that because religion is completely out of balance, and most people think that religion is spirituality. However, uh, once you get that spiritual connection, uh, it's a completely different ballgame. And uh, I believe spiritually that we can uh, have access to interdimensional space travel, uh, 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 you know, uh, telekinesis, uh, communications amongst each other, uh, just like the Internet, but without the Internet. The, the, you know, one of my uh, uh, spiritual teachers, the uh, shaman from New Zealand, he says that the human being is the most technologically advanced piece of equipment in the whole entire universe. 
And then you look at someone like Einstein, it's just, you know, we're only using 95% of our brain. Mm. And so, and then you look at, you know, all possibilities in quantum mechanics. And so, uh, then you look at the Mayans, the Egyptians, uh, you start to look at these other elements that are set forth and you, and you think, okay, well, what are we truly capable of? And if mm-hmm. we're thinking of all possibilities, um, you know, uh, look at flight, look at computers. Um, you know, these things weren't even on the planet uh, 100 years ago, 150 years ago. They mm-hmm. didn't even exist. So if we can create that, what else can we create? If the Mayans, Egyptians, and Incans all built temples that are completely unexplainable today with, with, with stones that weigh more than any of our equipment can lift, mm-hmm. uh, how did they lift those stones? And what technology did they have? And if they had that technology, then we can have that technology. And so, because it's in the, it, it, it's in the universal template. And so, we just need to pull it out of the holograph. But if we're thinking with only third-dimensional thought that's keeping us grounded onto the Earth in this base consciousness of natural resources, we must kill our brothers and sisters to usurp these natural resources so we can go with our economy, so a few people can be greedy mm-hmm. and hold on to that. I mean, that's not looking at the spiritual component, because ultimately what happens when we die? What happens to our soul? What happens to mm-hmm. our spirit? Is this all that there is? If this is all that there is, and there is no God, great. Then maybe we should start respecting each other and the mm-hmm. earth, because that's all we have. Yeah, yeah. Or, or vice versa. If there is a God, then maybe we should start respecting it and the earth and because this is God's creation, and we are all part of God, or we are all God mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that's where my level of, of, of thinking is. Um, you know, let's go beyond the nonsense that we've created, and it's time to evolve. It's time to take human consciousness uh, to the next level. Or not. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're almost at the precipice of war with Iran, and you know, if Iran was really an issue, you know, we have the nuclear weapon, we can use it, but that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. It comes down to, you know, politics and economics. Yeah. So, Unfortunately, I, I, I would prefer to have less awareness when it comes to the geopolitical spectrum. I, I wish I had, like, been raised by, you know, Joel Salatin, and I just lived out in you know, the hills of Virginia and was a farmer that didn't have a TV, I think I'd be better off. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, we might be better off. But look, hey, there's no mistakes. Uh, I believe that uh, everything is divinely orchestrated, and uh, we've created a lot of hell on Earth so we can wake up and see that that's uh, the antithesis of uh, of what can be created. Um so we can all live um, much happier, uh, balanced life. And so, you know, I believe in, you know, there's a Taoist component of, you know, how, how do you uh, know up if you don't know down? How do you know black if you don't know white? How do you know, quote-unquote, bad if you don't know good? Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is we do live in a, in, a, in a dualistic, paradoxical world, but there is a balance, and I believe that we can strike the balance 
um, and that we can we can live much more in harmony with nature. And nature, let's face it, a hawk will come down into uh, um, you know a robin's nest and steal the children and eat, rip their heads off and mm-hmm. guts right in front of the mother, and, sure. and that's nature. Sure, you know. Oh, there's so, mothers that yeah, mothers eat their own children, you know, and in the animal world, so, and fathers, and, yeah, nature's a beast. Yeah, and so, and I think that's what you're seeing, you know, in the world today with all this oil and stuff. However, if the human being is the most technological advanced piece of equipment in the whole entire universe, and we're only using 95% of our brain, hey, what's going to happen when we evolve? Let's create some systems that aren't so detrimental to our own human existence with evolution. Let's create systems where, you know, interplanetary space travel is a reality. Let's create systems where there's zero-emission vehicles, there's mm-hmm. zero-emission uh, cars, where we can use, you know, uh, solar stoves. There, um, Troy, uh, I got, Troy, I got, I can't get my family to stop eating at KFC. <laughs> I don't know about inter- <laughs> interplanetary <laughs> freaking space travel when I can't get down the road because the traffic from the McDonald's freaking drive through is blocking the road and uh, I'm with yeah. you though I'm hanging in there I, 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 that's cool I like thinking yeah. about such things but man there's some real pressing issues people we've been over everything but the fact that people don't know how to eat and that's been my main focus this past year. You know, I tried this paleo experiment slash low-carb, high-fat kind of gig, a food way, you know, for me and my family, and with some pretty amazing results. And, you know, just trying to share that info with people, no one wants to hear it in my well, world. Well, yeah, well, here, here's the thing. I mean, you said a lot, and that brings up a lot with me. First of all, my, my message to the world is healthy meat equals a healthy planet. We can't expect to see the world uh, healthy if we're not healthy ourselves. And people have to ask themselves, what is their dream? What is their goal in life? What mm-hmm. do they want in life? What is their why for living? Some legacy that they choose to, to live. What are their core values? Is it love and, and kindness and happiness, all these other things? Because if that's the case, then we can work with them from there. Mm-hmm. If that's not the case, if they're happy being fat, sick, and nearly dead, mm-hmm. uh, then then let them have at it. Then just let them be sick and miserable, and we don't have to you know participate in their lives just because we're blood relations. Yeah. And so, you know, let people have their own human experience. They'll come to you when they de- when they desire change. And so, uh, the, the 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 fact of the matter is is you know, people have to, to run, you know, their, their, their programs to the nth degree uh, uh, and then realize, you know, if that's, you know, what's making them happy. And you've got 67% of the American people that are, that are, that are obese right now. And so, uh, um, you know, people are really honest. They, they actually do want change. Um, so... Um, I was going to say a couple other things, but I, but I lost my train oh, of thought. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure you'll get it back. You haven't had a problem so far. <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. cool. You know, I say things like that. I don't mean that. Oh, because I fixed because I um, uh, I appear healthier or something. Then everyone in my family should do what I do. It's not. I don't ever want to sound like that. It's just that I, if I've had similar experience or I've found, you know, I fixed the same thing you have, right? Like, so I don't know. It's just about the community it is missing that that aspect. Where it's just so fragmented. Um, but for me, you know, that's why I smoke and drink as if, you know, it's as if the world is broken and there's nothing I can do about it. So that's like one of my traps. Mm -hmm. Well, I like what what my mentor, Paul Chuck, you know, always says, you know, all of us are managing our addictions. Most people know what their addictions are. However, we're all, you know, managing our addictions whether, you know, psychologically or physically, like uh, sugar, tobacco, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is most of the physical addictions can be managed uh, easily just by switching to organic. Um, with tobacco, you can use a vaporizer as well. cuts out 95, 94% of the carcinogens. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of additives in alcohol uh, that can be, you know, eliminated uh, straight away. Most people don't even know that they're allergic to the, to the additives. Um, so a lot of those things can, can, can be mitigated without, you know, beating people over the heads if they have to, to quit or something. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, like uh, well, you brought up paleo. The paleo is basically an anthropo- anthropological look at the way human beings have evolved. Mm-hmm. So uh, it takes 100,000 years to change the human genome one-tenth of one percent. Mm-hmm. So that's 100,000 years. 10,000 years ago, farming started in Asia, 4,000 years ago in the Mediterranean. And so, uh, so for the most part, uh, you know, basically you were all meat eaters. And so uh, uh, that, you know, may want to be uh, looked at. And then also we want to look at grains, and then we start looking at grains, and we start, want to start looking at organic and corn, and in fact, the grains sit in silos, and mycotoxins can build mm-hmm. in there, and and, and and people create you know fungal infections and fungal infections, uh, uh, you know, part of yeah. many other issues from allergies to uh, you know obesity. So when we look at uh, you know all all these names that we on these diets, uh, I think vegetarianism has some information great about eating more fruits and vegetables. Uh, paleo has some very uh, inf- interesting information about people's uh, metabolic type mm-hmm. uh, and the way they use uh, uh, food as fuel. And ultimately, uh, uh, none of these anything unless someone chooses to think differently or to have uh, uh, you know, new thoughts or to create change in life. Mm-hmm. So that's all going to come down to choice. And that's why I created uh, uh, my presence on the Internet uh, really help people to start thinking differently. Look, if human civilization is at the nth degree and everybody uh, is a clam and shit, then, uh, then uh, let's all go home and be happy. However, you know, that's not the, 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 the current statistics. The current statistics are um, uh, there's many environmental issues, there's many health issues, You've got gasoline now at 450 uh, a gallon in California. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, 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 a loaf of gluten-free bread uh, is six uh, dollars right now. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, um, you know uh, 
organic raw milk being banned by the FDA. Uh, uh, you've got uh, uh, the government bailing out uh, all sorts of banks that basically are foreclosing on Americans uh, that own their own homes. We're still dropping bombs all over Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, the Gulf spill didn't go away. They just stopped reporting on it. Fukushima didn't go away. They just started. They just stopped reporting on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really comes down to you know at the end of the day, people have to uh, 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 look at themselves uh, on their way to sleep. You know, doors closed and there's no one else uh, in their head but them. Uh, to ask themselves, you know, am I happy? Uh, am I happy the way things are going? Uh, am I living to my highest potential? Uh, am I contributing uh, to the world at large? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for my children and my grandchildren's grandchildren? Uh, uh, and, and, you know, am I being responsible enough? And so if there's any doubt in any of those questions and people want to start rising up to uh, their, their, their full potential, then they have to start looking at what they are feeding their own bloodstream. And so you can't expect the world to change until you change yourself. Mm-hmm. And so once people realize that, uh, whether it's through their own health or sickness, uh, or whether it's uh, looking at their other brothers and sisters uh, going through some war-torn region, I mean, most people don't even stop and think uh, what it's like to live in Iraq. Back is a, is, is uh, um, a byproduct of our own uh, uh, American way of life because the gasoline comes over and burn it for our goods and services. But the fact of the matter is, is what do you think it's like to live in Iraq or mm-hmm. Afghanistan? It's all about oil, and so if anyone has a heart and all inside their in, inside their body, uh, you know, ask themselves that question and ask themselves what they can do uh, to contribute uh, to the betterment of the world or to make the world healthier, happier, or themselves. Ask them what, what they can mm-hmm. do to treat uh, a healthier, happier them, because yeah. that's just going to change the world. And they start going towards health and happiness for themselves. Hmm. I like the idea of um, a Timothy Leary was once asked, Something, something to the effect of, um, you know, what are you going to do, or what are you doing when you're on LSD, or what, what's your, what, what are you doing? He's like, um, you know, he's he was looking for the others, and he recommended other people should seek out the others, and I, I've always, lo- I've always loved that quote because, yeah, for, in order to make a big change, you 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 do kind of have to seek out others. It's very difficult on your own if you're just bogged down and trapped in a bad situation. But um, that's why I like your web presence. You know, you're one of the others. And people can just simply go to your site and check it out and get as deep as they want. You know, take a little nutrition advice. Take a little read on, you know, herbs. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yes, you got to start somewhere. You bring up Timothy Leary, and I think... You know, his work was revolutionary on the planet, and I think a lot of the research on LSD got squashed. It was curing alcoholism. LSD was curing alcoholism, and so they yanked the cord. Anything that's really going to wake up, it's a great 
there's a great video, Bill Hicks on Drugs. Look mm-hmm. that up on YouTube. Sure. Bill Hicks on Drugs, where he basically explains that, you know, if people took hallucinogenics, it would fuck up the economy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, and, and, and that's the fact of the matter. I mean, that, that's what I was doing in the Amazon, was drinking ayahuasca, which yeah. is the most powerful herbal medicine on the face of the planet. And I could just feel the Middle East. Yeah, I could feel what we were doing to our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that is an excellent uh, uh, tool to awaken, whether it's the magic mushrooms or the ayahuasca. Um, you know, I just look at the research, what, what uh, LSD was doing, uh, uh, you know, for curing alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, I'd never heard know, that I before. I think anything to shift consciousness, uh, anything to shift consciousness, especially for where we're at right now. Uh, if this is the height of human civilization, <laughs> then, then, then uh, you know, fat chance. I'm not happy. Yeah, yeah. You know? we're, we're worth way more than this. And anyone who thinks this is the height of the, the human civilization, spend the $400 on a round-trip ticket to Cancun mm-hmm. and go look at the temples in Chichen Itza and Koba and Esbalam and, and uh, Ushmal. I mean, these things are astounding creations, and and uh, look at my video on it, uh, the, the the Mayan temple, and and uh, uh, you know, we have not arrived, people, and, <laughs> and there is there is there is so much more to this experience, and I think that we're going to continue to see massive transformation on this planet, whether it's uh, 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 ecological transformation, weather transformation. Uh, uh, or, you know, whether we see a pole shift, which is what some of the Mayan prophecy is about. Uh, hmm. No matter what, we're headed through, you know, a huge portal, this 2012 portal. Um, uh, and it's, it's already started, you know, happening with uh, uh, all, 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 the weather, all the weather issues uh, that we've seen since uh, Wilma, Katrina in 2000, 2005. Yeah. Uh, and then you started to see... Um, you know, we're, we're just continuing to see massive transformation on this yeah, planet. Is, and so, what do I hear yeah. in the background? Is that your baby? Oh, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was Athena. She, yeah? She just woke up. Yeah, you yeah, know you have the video up. online of the natural childbirth, natural home childbirth? Yes. That's pretty moving. People should check that out. Yeah, I recommend uh, people spend a little time on my, uh, my Certified Health Not YouTube channel, or you can go to CertifiedHealthNut.com, uh, look at Childbirth and Troy Casey. Uh, I encourage everyone to, um, you know, question everything. And, uh, um, you know, natural childbirth, there's so many things in, between vaccines and other procedures that they perform in, in hospitals that are so unnecessary and often very detrimental especially the, um, the C-section. The, the, the human being is supposed to come through the vaginal canal, unless there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. However, 30, 33% C-section these days is not an emergency. That's a medical procedure that's pulled for, you know, an extra $20,000, $30,000. And so it's not only detrimental to the woman, because most people don't realize that's where uh, uh, all the connections and the nerve uh, connections go to the, to the extremities, mm-hmm. so you can't even walk for six weeks after having a C-section. However, beyond that, uh, the baby is supposed to go through the birth canal, and it, sque- it squeezes the skull, which releases DMT that comes out of the pineal gland, 
The myth is the most powerful hallucinogenic. It, it gets released in a near-death experience when you lucid dream or when you when you're born or when uh, when you die. Mm-hmm. And so DMT is in every cell in your body, and this is also what's in ayahuasca. It's called the spirit molecule, and there's a movie and there's a book called the spirit molecule. And so uh, when that doesn't get released in the birthing process, it subjugates a whole component of human consciousness. And so, and I've talked to some psychologists and, and, and other uh, uh, that work with children, and they're very difficult. Children that have C-sections are very difficult to, to, to work with on many components because uh, that whole birthing process has been subjugated. Wow. So, um, as well as, you know, they, 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 there's fluid lungs that get squeezed out as well. I mean, there's, there's a whole uh, physiological uh, component, hmm. physiological, uh, spiritual, uh, psychological component of being born through the birth canal and naturally. Wow. Uh, yeah. Without drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, father, um, you know, the, the, the mother has, you know, the chemicals and quote unquote drugs in her own body uh, that help her with this. And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go out there and do their own research, um, not just become a follower. Yeah. And find right. out what. Like you said, if you're questioning everything, you're not a follower. You have to question. Yeah, that's true. Hey, by the way, are you familiar with Joe Rogan? Yes, I am. Have you ever uh, been on his show, his podcast? No, I'd love to be on his show. I think you need to. I think you really, really need to be on his show because you're talking. Yeah, you guys speak the same language. So let's reach out to them and get you on there. I want to hear you on there. (laughs) <laughs> that 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 sounds great. Yeah, I, I've known Joe for uh, known of his work for a while. My friend makes uh, flotation tanks. Okay. I used to, yeah. About ten ten years ago, I was, I was doing a lot of I was doing a lot of floating. And, yeah. Uh, In isolation. I, I think my, mm-hmm. Yeah, my my friend built a tank for him. I do believe with. Uh, it has uh, audio and visual in it, real high-tech. Yeah, I've Joe's talked about that before, where he had a custom-made unit from someone local in L.A. area or something. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to be on a show. I mean, wherever I can expound ideas of higher-level thought and consciousness to yeah. people that are receptive and expand my audience, uh, I mean, that's why I'm so grateful to speak at the American Diabetic Association because... Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a different set of people, and so it's going to be uh, uh, a fine line to go in there and navigate and take those people with me, as opposed to just aliens. That's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, it's funny you were talking about the hallucinogens because I haven't put much mind to it at all. But you know, I swore twenty years ago when I took some LSD at an amusement park that I had pretty much figured out the entire universe. You know, and then, <laughs> but the, you just you get away from it, you go into your regular life and then you lose that connection completely. It just completely goes away. Although a couple times, like the other night, there was a perfect snowfall and the snowflakes felt so, they fell so slowly. I could watch each one. And I said, Oh man, I could have done that during every snowstorm on LSD. (laughs) You know, it just, it was like, it brought it back to me like that memory of, um, you know, time shifting, um, just just altering reality. I don't. That's why yeah. I, I haven't been much engaged in your. Um, 
and this conversation with you because it, it it's like an ancient memory of mine, and it, you're just now kind of waking it up again. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny you me- you mentioned that experience. But, uh, see, I mean, uh, you could say the same thing with sitting along meditation course in silence. You know, you, you go into these altered states of consciousness, and then you you know you're up in the mountains, and then you come back to Los Angeles, and then a week later you forget all of that. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, uh, you know that's why these plants and and these techniques uh, have have been here for our own utilization uh, for periods of uh, when we need clarity. And I believe that in this day and age, uh, it's not time to live on the mountaintop. Uh, yeah, did you know or sounds, get I, that, that's awesome. That's what I, that was, I think that's part of it, now that I'm thinking about this. The reason I quit is that I didn't have a shaman, I didn't even have a good quality friend to go down that road. So it was just pure fear that I had to quit in order to just go into regular society. Whereas if you have a community, a leader, a good friend or a shaman, someone who can teach you what you were experiencing, right? Then, then it has an effective tool. I've met girls, um, you know, during my early twenties, I met a girl who had been on acid and she was tripping on acid for two years straight. But she was a waste case. She she was she was she had nothing. She wasn't. She was an empty shell. And maybe you know, I like the idea of having you know that that shaman thing, like you said with meditation. You know, that's it. it all it's all kind of making sense to me. Well, yeah, and I think I think we should define what we're talking about here for 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 some of your listeners because the fact of the matter is, is we're not I'm not advocating people go out and and use drugs at all. Right. Uh, but what I'm saying is is there are alternative plant substances out there, and and there's been uh, there's been elements of these that have been synthesized, like the LSD and the mushroom, mm-hmm. which comes from peyote, and the which comes from uh, other plants. However, psilocybin, uh, uh, mushroom, ayahuasca, peyote, these are all uh, natural plants that have been put on the planet for our and shamans have used them for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And so they're tools to shift our consciousness so we're able to look at things differently so we can come back and make better decisions for our family, for our life, and where uh, the direction in, in the life that, that we're going with. And, with the case of ayahuasca, ayahuasca actually clears out uh, the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines. It, it, it cleans the blood as well. And so, um, but it also goes into your belief systems. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I think there was a study done uh, on mushrooms with uh, John Hopkins University on cancer patients uh, about to die, and everyone had a spiritual experience on that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I'm not advocating uh, drug use per se. However, uh, if one wants to look into it, it's a great way to peel open the consciousness. And that sure. video that I recommended uh, uh, on, on Bill Hicks, he basically explains everything to a T on kind of what happens when you utilize uh, some of these substances. Mm-hmm. And like anything else, it can be a tool. And like a knife that can uh, stab you or yeah. can help a surgeon you know, save your life, uh, you know, tools can be used and misused. Mm-hmm. So 
the person that was using, or the girl that you knew that was using LSD um, um, uh, detrimentally, you know, that's not, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, right, talking of course, of course, that was my, that was my greater point, to be sure, yeah. Yeah, it's something that can peel open the consciousness and assist uh, um, uh, the human being. Uh, into uh, a, devil, a deeper level of understanding of themselves and the world around them, mm-hmm. and then they, they, they can use, utilize that understanding for the contribution uh, uh, of mankind. Um, yeah, I recently, so, I recently, I'm I'm like a really pretty stiff white dude, you know, right now, and and uh, just joking. Recently, I told my wife I was just going to go Rasta, and uh, because it's pretty much the opposite of me, <laughs> so. Um, I just thought that was funny, but now I think I'm going to go to the Amazon instead because I need some uh, some purification of my inside too, not just my. Uh, uh, you say it it cleanses the um, the organs, you know. I need to find this out. Yeah, I mean, ayahuasca is very powerful. You don't have to go to the Amazon to, to get the experience of the Amazonian plants. <laughs> Uh, not necessarily ayahuasca, the hallucinogenic component, but uh, working with a company that brings the herbs from the Amazon up here to the United States for 22 years. And uh, the, name, the, the name of that website is AmazonHerbSite.com. Okay. AmazonHerbSite.com. Uh, and there are a lot of herbs. Uh, there's 40 products on there. Uh, everything to clean out the liver, the kidney, uh, the colon, the blood, uh, fortified the endocrine system, the hormones, wow. uh, 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 energy, mental security, uh, stuff for, uh, uh, to help build the reuptake of serotonin and dopamine. Um, there's some very magical plants coming out of the Amazon that are non-hygienic that are completely legal uh, up here uh, in the United States that I definitely recommend uh, uh, your readers check out as, as well. Um, uh, and you to check out. That's yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. super cool. Sure. And then when you're ready to go to the Amazon and, and drink ayahuasca, <laughs> I'll be tuned up and ready to go. I, I, can, I can help you out with that too. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, are there any other uh, no. pressing questions? No, man. Have? That's it. Well, we're gonna forward everyone to your site so they can explore on their own. You know, like you said. I don't know. I don't want to give you a takeaway message, but I'm stuck on question everything. I love that. But um, if there's anything else you want to throw in there, or a takeaway, or a plug, just go for it. Whatever you got. Yeah, uh, I don't have uh, all the answers yet. I've got a ton of questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question, question everything, and. Uh, um, you know, if, if people are looking for advanced education, you know, my videos are free, but I would definitely have you look at the whole body of work with Paul Check. I believe he's the foremost uh, uh, holistic and spiritual teacher on the face of the planet. He's got a website called ppssuccess.com, personal, professional, spiritual uh, success mastery. Uh, he's a brilliant human being, uh, as well as the leading strength coach in the world. So, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, what, I've, what I've learned over the last 20 years, this guy synthesized and distilled. And so, but if anybody's looking to work with a holistic coach, I'm out there. You can contact me as well. Send me an email at troykeke 
3333 uh, at gmail.com, and I'm happy to help any. I'm happy to help anyone with anything that they're dealing hmm. with. That's so awesome. I don't treat. Okay. I don't treat diseases. I coach people uh, uh, back to absolute health. Sweet. Perfect. Thank you, Troy. This was an awesome hour. I really, really enjoyed it, and it's going to give me some fuel for uh, for my path towards questioning everything. So, thanks, Troy. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian, and I'll see you back out there in cyberspace. All right, man. Take care now. Good night. Okay. Thanks, brother.